0: Hey everybody, it's Jeanette and Megan, and we are here to discuss Meals and Murder. And if you are not down to hear about the meals, that's totally cool. You won't hurt our feelings. Just fast forward to the murder. (laughs) Um, With that being said, we're going to start off with food of the week. Ding, 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 ding. ding. Uh, Jeanette, what is your food this week?
1: Okay, so my favorite food this week has been Impossible Burgers. Um, They sell, like, the little frozen hockey discs of Impossible meat. Yeah. And... The cool thing about them is you can just take them right out of the freezer and put them in the pan and cook them. So they're really fast and they're really good. And Doug's been making them a lot lately because they're fast and good. And that's my food of the week because I like it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's your food of the week?
0: Uh, my food of the week is regular ass tomato soup and grilled cheese. That's like a good combo. Oh, my gosh. So I'm not a tomato soup person, but I am when grilled cheese is involved. And I was really (laughs) upset because we didn't have milk. And I always make it with milk because it says it's creamier if you do that.
1: Wait. But. You put milk in your tomato soup?
0: Yeah. So um, I did it the cheap way and used Campbell's tomato soup. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And if you put water, that's what it calls for. But you can substitute the water for milk. And supposedly it makes it creamier.
1: Oh my god, that's such a good idea. I would have never even thought of that. I it mean...
0: doesn't fucking matter. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't matter. Because I'm. we didn't have milk. And I um, used water instead. And when I used the water... And I threw in some basil some fresh basil that was kind of dying so it wasn't like really fresh but I threw in some some old basil salt (laughs) and pepper and water and it was so good it was so good and I actually liked it better with the water than with the milk and my grilled cheese I always slather that shit with butter and put two pieces of cheese inside
1: yeah when you cut your grilled cheese do you cut it at like an angle or half or do you eat it whole angle. I didn't cut anybody else's
0: because I was like fuck that here's your full grilled cheese but mine was all cut at an angle. Dude
1: I have to cut my shit in half like my burgers have to be cut in half my my sandwiches have to be cut at the angle like there's just something about cutting things in half that make them taste better. I don't cut my burgers in half. I only cut my
0: sandwiches in half because I dip and it's hard to dip a whole sandwich. (laughs)
1: Yeah, well, you should really try it. That's all, all I'm right. going to say. All right. All right. So we're ready to talk about murder now? Yes, Jeanette. Tell us about this killer dad. All right. So I've been wanting to talk about this documentary I saw a while back. It was on Netflix. Um, it's called American Murder, The Family Next Door. And it's not like any other crime documentary I've ever, ever seen before, because this one has, like, the actual body cam footage of the police coming to the scene and talking to the people and, like, it's like you can see it as it's going down. Yeah, it's really weird. Yeah, usually when you watch a documentary, it's, like, already happened and people are talking about what they saw and what, no, like, you get to actually see it happen. So that's cool. Um, and then there's also a lot of Facebook footage, too, and I feel like the victim almost has a huge part of telling her story because there's so much footage.
0: So, I was wondering, with all the Facebook footage, like, was she an influencer, possibly? Because she does, like, her daily life, her family, her kids, and, you know, like, I could see her being a mom blogger.
1: Yeah, I think that she sold products online. So that was one of the ways she grew her business was getting on Facebook live and getting on Facebook and sharing, you know, the products with people. And so she just was always online. She was like a social butterfly. <laughs> okay. Her name Shanann and she was married to a man named Chris and her and Chris lived in Colorado with their two daughters and their daughter's name was Bella and Cece. I think Cece's name was actually like Celeste but they just called her Cece and I think that's cute. Shanann was also pregnant with their third child so... That's cool. Yeah, they had two, the two
0: little girls, and wasn't the baby going to be a boy?
1: Yeah, I think they had just found out that it was going to be a boy. Anyway, she seemed like a huge social butterfly, like what Megan was saying. She was always posting on Facebook, and she posted about, like, everything. Like, everything. Um, Chris, on the other hand, he worked at a oil company, and... He was, like, really laid back and chill, and he was really quiet, and when they first got together, he had, like, a dad bod, I guess you could say, like, mm-hmm. but then um, he started working out and became really muscular and lost all this weight, and he was feeling himself, I guess, and anywho, like, working out became, like, a huge part of his life. Like, he always wanted to work out. That was his new thing. So I guess you could say, like, Shanann was more of the extrovert, and he was more of, like, an introvert. Which I feel like that's a balanced relationship. Like, aren't most couples kind of, like, opposites attract? Do you feel like? Yeah, yeah. There's, like, a yin and a yang. Yeah. 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 Which one are you? Are you the more extrovert or the more introvert? i feel like i'm the more
0: introvert and i think pete's the ex- well i don't know i like to go out and do things but he likes to be around people
1: yeah ew like
0: like he he would like to stay home and have people come over but i would rather go out with those people and then come home to no one when when
1: you feel like it
0: when you want to get away
1: Yeah. (laughs) So I don't know.
0: I guess we're both a little bit of each. It depends on the mood. But he definitely, people talk to him all the time. And I'm always like looking down or looking over here like, oh.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Don't make eye contact. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Shanann's family seemed to really, really like Chris. But Chris's family seemed to not really like her. And I guess they thought that she was, like, way too bossy and way too controlling. And Shanann even said herself that she was, like, the more dominant one in the relationship. Yeah, that she liked
0: things a particular way. Yeah. And that Chris would do those things. Like, he would, like, listen to her Mm -hmm. and do things her way.
1: Yeah, which, I mean, if he doesn't have a problem with that, then what's the problem? Right. But, whatever.
0: I mean... And it seemed like everything was going great. Like, every... Because it showed a lot of Facebook footage, like you said. And yeah. it's him playing with the kids, and mm-hmm. they're all happy. But, most people do not put their bullshit... Yeah. On social media.
1: (laughs) Yeah, they paint the picture that everything's great. Like, they only show you the good parts.
0: Yeah, they show you what they want you to see.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. So, I wanted to know, like, what's up with people not getting along with their in-laws? Like, I feel like that's a common thing.
0: I am super grateful because I get along with Pete's family and Pete gets along with my family. That's good. It's a blessing.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, and if you don't get along with your in-laws, just get along. Can't we all just get along? Yeah, just pretend. Yeah. Fake it till you make it. That's right. Shanann decides that she's going to go on a six-week-long vacation to North Carolina, where her and Chris's family lives, and she took the two kids. She was going to visit family. Because it had been a while since Mm -hmm. they had seen the kids. And Chris was not going to go on the six week vacation. He was going to stay in Colorado and work. Which is understandable.
0: Because who can take a six week vacation? That's a long time. That's over a month. Not me. I mean,
1: that is a long ass vacation. I think since she did work for herself like selling these products online like she must have been successful at it because they had a really nice house and right girl can take a six-week vacation you go girl
0: mm-hmm. um
1: but what is the longest vacation you have ever taken Megan one week yeah <laughs> I'm thinking like seven to ten days for me I don't even
0: know if I've been on a vacation that's longer than a week Oh, I'm so sorry. That one time I went to Texas and got trapped in the snowstorm. That was my longest vacation. I think that was 12 days.
1: Wow. Trapped in a
0: snowstorm. Lucky you. <laughs> snowstorm. <laughs> I forgot all about that.
1: I did not too. It's probably a bad memory.
0: Just blocked yeah. that one out. You know... It was fun. I'm so glad I was with family. You know, Pete's sister and his nieces are cool. So, that makes it so much better. For
1: sure. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, during this six-week-long vacation, Shanann had taken the girls to Chris's parents' house so they could visit with the kids. But, I guess the mom tried to give... Which one? Cece. She tried to give Cece some ice cream, but that ice cream had ingredients in it that Cece was really allergic to. So that pissed off Shanann, and they got in a fight about the ice cream situation. And I guess she left Chris's parents' house, and they never saw them again on that trip. Like, the parents didn't even come to the girl's birthday party. Like, they were just not in a good spot.
0: Okay. Um, I feel like grandparents are typically older. Mm-hmm. And they don't know the child's full history. I, I bet that was an accident.
1: Yeah. That's what the grandparents said. They said, we didn't know it was an accident. But... Shanann was like, how could you not know? Like, I literally post about this on Facebook all the time. Like, so who knows? Anyways, a fight broke out, and they weren't talking anymore. They were like, over it. (laughs) Yeah. So... Shanann noticed during her six-week-long vacation that Chris wasn't, like, calling or responding to her text. He always would say, you know, sorry, I missed your call. I was working out. Sorry, I don't want to call you. I'm working out. Oh, hey, can I call you later? I'm working out. And she's like, what the heck? And so she was getting really annoyed because here she is thinking, like, you haven't seen your kids or me in weeks, and it seems like you don't care. (laughs) Like. That could be annoying. Yeah, I would be annoyed about that. She was really, really confused and thought that, like, maybe the ice cream incident was the reason why, like, he wasn't really talking to her or responding to her because it had caused, like, a problem. Uh So, I guess she was just chalking it up to something's up because of the ice cream incident. Well... Chris did actually go to North Carolina on the fifth week because he was going to spend a week there and fly back with the kids and Shanann when, when their trip was over. But she noticed that the week he was there, he was, like, basically ignoring her.
0: Yeah, didn't he only kiss her, like, one time that entire week?
1: I don't know. I don't know how many times, but maybe. Maybe.
0: I... Yeah, I think she was complaining about it to her
1: friends. Yeah, and I guess she tried to, like, have sex with him, and he, like, mm-hmm. rejected her. And she's like, Uh, okay, you haven't had sex in, like, five weeks, and you're rejecting me? Like, that threw up some alarm bells, too. Uh, right, and then like, that was like what's the. Up? Yeah, that was like the first time she had told her friends and text message, like, Where. If he's not having sex with me, then where is he getting it from? You know, like. Yeah. So <laughs> they. After that week, they flew back as a family, and still, like, things seemed different with Chris, and he would always say, like, oh, I'm fine, everything's fine. But she knew, like, shit wasn't fine. Right. She even wound up, like, getting on Amazon and looking for, like, relationship help books, and she had ordered some books to help their relationship, because I feel like... She was trying to solve the problem, like, whatever the problem was. Mm-hmm. But she wound up having to go to a work trip. Like, the work trip was over the weekend, and it was in Arizona, I think. And she, when she left, she left him a letter. And it was, like, a pretty long letter saying, you know, hey, I noticed, like, shit's not been done right like what's wrong with you i miss you i love you we can work through this we can get through this together like i love you i miss you like come on i'm not giving up on us like basically is what she was saying in her letter
0: yeah and right before she had left she had um she texted her friend and she was like yeah um i'm gonna get completely naked and i'm gonna try and seduce him Mm -hmm. and when he came upstairs, he ignored her and went straight to his gym and was like, I'm going to work out. Yeah. And she was like, I'm fucking fed up. Like, fuck you. Devastated? That's why, yeah. Yeah. And that would... That would piss me off and hurt my feelings.
1: Oh, yeah. Tears for sure. Like, for, for sure. sure.
0: So, I understand why... She would write that letter. Yeah. Especially since she's trying so
1: hard. Yeah, and she's not, like, getting anything in return. Like, Mm -hmm. hey, like, what's up? I'm fine. I'm fine. Everything's fine. Well, obviously not, dude. So, she went on her trip. And during her trip, she checked in with him. And, you know, he didn't seem very responsive, Okay, so one night, he does contact Shanann. I don't know if it was like a text or a phone call, but he said he was going to go out to a game. I don't know what kind of game, but she said he he was going to go to a game. So he hired one of the neighbor girls to come over and watch Bella and Cece, and he went out. Well, I guess Shanann was suspicious, so she checked their bank account record And she saw a charge for over $60 at a bar called the Lazy Dog. And she's like, wow, that's a lot of money for one meal. Yeah, for one person. (laughs) Yeah. So (laughs) she looked up the... She, was like, did some internet sleuthing. And she got online and she looked up the Lazy Dog meal or Lazy Dog menu. And she knew exactly what he had eaten. Like, he had told her, oh, I had the salmon and whatever. So she looked it up and it was a $30 bill uh-huh. so she's like Bush, like where's the other $30 coming from so she was really on to him after that and then I guess by the time he left the bar and the time he actually came home was like hours and hours and hours later so she was like what have you been doing for all that time Oh, we'll just driving around. Just, just driving really slow. <laughs> <laughs> driving home
0: backwards. Oh, my God. And didn't their, um, their ring bell catch them
1: coming, or catch him coming home really late, too? Yeah, that's how she knew, like, what time he came home. Yeah, was, She yeah. saw it on their ring camera. She's like, I know you didn't get home until 1030. Mm -hmm. so anywho like she was coming back from her Arizona trip and her flight got delayed and she didn't wind up getting home until like 2 a.m on August 13th and it shows her on the ring camera you know coming to her door with her luggage and getting her friend dropped her off yeah her friend Nicole so speaking of Nicole like the next morning Nicole's calling her and seeing, like, how are you feeling? How would your doctor's appointment go? Because she had, um, what is that when you go to the baby doctor?
0: Um, a gynecologist appointment.
1: Yeah, yeah, she had that Or the
0: OBGYN appointment, whatever you would consider it.
1: Yeah, yeah, the baby doctor. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> so, when Nicole tried to call her, like, she got no response. And then Nicole got worried, and she even called the doctor's office to see if Shanann had showed up to her appointment, and she did not. She didn't show up to her appointment. So she's like, well, that's not freaking good. Yeah, that's weird. Nicole wound up going to Shanann's house and noticed that her car was there. But when she looked through the windows and stuff, she couldn't see any kids running around, nothing going on in the house. So, at that point, she gets really, really worried because she knew, like, they were best friends. Like, she knew everything that was going on with Chris and her suspicions and things like that.
0: Yeah, it would be like if you hadn't heard from me or I hadn't heard from you in two days. Like, that's fucking unheard of. (laughs) Yeah. And... For the record, shout out to Nicole. (laughs) Everybody needs to get themselves at least one friend like Nicole. Yeah. Because Nicole cared.
1: Yeah, Nicole cared. Nicole realized something was wrong right away, and she took
0: action. She got the ball moving.
1: Yeah, because Nicole wound up being the one that called 911 and said, hey, my friend is... There's something wrong. Like, Uh can you please send someone to her house and check on her? Uh Yeah. So that's where the body cam situation starts coming in. Because the officer that came to the scene because of Nicole's call, he was wearing the body cam. So we get to Uh see him interact in the situation as it's happening. So he's basically telling her, like, I can't kick down the door. I can't let you in this house. Like... You know, you're going to have to get permission from the homeowner, which would be Chris. So they're calling Chris saying, hey, you know, your wife's missing. When did you see her last? And he's like, oh, I saw her this morning. Um, She said she was going to go to a friend's house for a play date with the kids. And then I went to work. I've been at work. I've been off to work since like 5 a.m. So when they finally, when Chris finally does show up to the house and let everyone in, they start noticing some really suspicious stuff. Like her phone was still there. Her purse was still there. Her car was there, but, oh, and her wedding ring.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Her, yeah, yeah. It was basically like she left him.
1: Yeah, yeah. It almost looked like, you know, I caught you doing something and now I'm leaving kind of situation. Mm -hmm. Um. But they also noticed her medication was at the house, and since she had lupus, she really needed her medication, and she wouldn't have gone anywhere without it. So that was a huge red flag. And then they noticed that the kids' blankets were missing, which Chris even said, oh, the kids don't go anywhere without their blankets. So that's another weird thing. Uh Uh-huh. Well, during the little body cam footage, the police officer decides to go check with the neighbors and see if they have seen anything suspicious oh my
0: gosh i liked this part of the documentary
1: we'll talk about it you can talk about it
0: okay yes thanks so um the police officer goes to the neighbor's house because the neighbor has security cameras outside of his door and they point at his driveway and Chris's driveway. Like Chris's driveway would be kind of in the corner. Mm-hmm. And um, Chris goes with like goes over to the neighbor's house like, "Oh, you know, oh shit." You can see it in his eyes mm-hmm. that he's like kind of nervous of what's going to be shown on this camera, and all you see on the security camera is Chris backing his truck in to the driveway. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, yeah, I backed my truck in that day. He gave some reason, like... um Tools. Tool, yeah, that he had, like, had tools and that there's been a lot of, of vehicle robberies in the neighborhood.
1: And yeah. the
0: the neighbor is like, yeah, well, this is just the footage I have. I don't have anything else. So, Chris leaves. And when Chris leaves the neighbor's house... The neighbor turns around to the police officer and was like, he's not acting normal. Yeah. Boom, boom, boom. Fucking love this shit, man. He was like, he's not acting normal. And the police officer's like, what are you talking about? And he was like, he was very chatty and he's not like that. Um, Mm -hmm. He was fidgety. He's not like that. And he never backs his truck in to the driveway. Ever. Yeah.
1: He's like, he never loads tools. Like mm-hmm yeah I think his exact words were he's that's not right he's not acting right and the cop was just like um well I mean put yourself in his situation his wife's missing like you know how would you act but I want to say like that cop did stay very neutral you know like which I think you should when you're a police officer like
0: right because you don't know the situation so you yeah can't really be on anybody's side all you can do is take in as much information as you can
1: right yeah so thanks neighbor
0: <laughs> yeah yeah but that was one of my favorite parts because i was just like oh fuck yeah the, the neighbor's gonna get him
1: yeah, and I noticed Chris wasn't even really looking at the footage. He was kind of just like looking down and over and all like. He.
0: I feel like he looked real quick, but once he saw that there's really nothing on it except for him backing his truck in, he's like, "All right, cool. I'm that's good. That's all he's got. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-uh, that's all he's got."
1: So once the media caught a like this on their radar that a woman and a pregnant woman and two children are missing. They of course went to Chris's house to film the scene and interview Chris. And those interviews with Chris are just so awkward to say the least.
0: Yeah. And he's so cold. Like there's something about him where, you know, he's just lying.
1: Yeah, he doesn't even cry or have an emotion. He's like, well, yeah, I don't know what's happened, but, um... (laughs) Like, he almost even seems to smirk.
0: Well, I know, she probably just took the kids and left. I think think she just left me.
1: Well, when the police start interviewing people, they interviewed um, Chris's supervisor, like Chris's boss... Mm -hmm. and confirmed that he was at work that morning on this job site, far, far away. I think it was, like, an hour away. And they asked the boss, like, do you know if Chris has any girlfriends? And he's like, no, Chris doesn't have any girlfriends. And they're like, so Chris isn't suspicious, or there's nothing unusual or suspicious you've noticed? And the supervisor's like, no. Like, he's just Chris to me, like... Yeah. Doesn't act suspicious at all. Comes to work, leaves work. Yeah, and I think the boss was even like, I, I just feel really bad for what he's going through right now. That was all he basically said. Mm-hmm. Well, when they go to interview Chris, they gave Chris a polygraph test. And did you notice that the polygraph lady was, like, super nice and bubbly and happy, and then as the polygraph test was going on, you could just see her whole demeanor changing, and then by the end of it, she's like, okay, I'll be back. (laughs) Like, you could
0: just see. Because she's probably hopeful, like, maybe, maybe it is, but then she's just like, motherfucker, he's trying to play me, he thinks this shit's dumb.
1: Yeah, yeah. So when he fails the polygraph test, apparently miserably, miserably, yeah, miserably, um, she's like, yo, you didn't pass and you know why you didn't pass and you knew you weren't going to pass. So let's just get this off your chest. (laughs) Like, let's just get down to it. So he's like, well, I do have a girlfriend, but that's the only thing I'm lying about.
0: The girlfriend called in. The girlfriend saw the case. Oh,
1: yeah. I think before he admitted it, yes. the girlfriend had called. Yes. But they didn't tell him that. They didn't tell him they knew That's he had right. a
0: girlfriend. That's right. They were right.
1: keeping it in their back pocket, and then they were like, whoosh.
0: That's right. But once she saw the case on TV, she was like, oh, I'm messing around with this dude, and his wife and kids are missing, and I I believe... I know you're going to go more into her. I believe the things that she is saying. And I'm glad that she called because you're right. The police did not say that they knew that information. So he was asked, like, did you have an affair? And he's like, no.
1: And they know he's lying.
0: Yeah. So that's when they're like, well, hmm, we know about Nikki.
1: (laughs) (laughs) When he finally does admit... To having a girlfriend, they were like, we already knew that. Like, Mm -hmm. we already knew that. Sorry, we knew you were lying. And isn't it weird that when people are lying about something big, they think that admitting to a smaller lie is somehow going to make their bigger lie more believable? You're already a liar. Yeah, I'm not lying about killing my wife. I'm lying about having an affair, but I'm not lying about killing my wife, so... See how truthful I am? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That doesn't work. So they weren't really getting anywhere with Chris. And Chris was like, I just want to see my dad. Because I guess his dad had flown in from North Carolina Mm -hmm. to Colorado to help Chris find his wife and be there for him. So he's like, you know what? I'm... My dad's here. I just want to see him. And they're like, okay, well, we'll bring your dad in. And why don't you tell your dad what you did? And I'm thinking, that's not going to work. But it did. It did. It worked. It fucking worked. Because Chris tells his dad that he had to kill Shanann because Shanann had killed their babies.
0: hmm
1: Oh, my
0: God. Yeah, and that was the story that he was going to stick with.
1: yeah. So if you've watched this documentary and you've seen Shanann interact with her children, you would see how much she loves those kids. And, like, she seemed like a top-notch mom. Like, very involved, very loving, like, very affectionate. I can't, I don't even know her, and I couldn't even imagine her hurting those kids. Like, so for him to say that she killed the kids and he had to kill her, like, he's some sort of hero... Just, is so disgusting to me. Yeah. (laughs) Yep, yep, yep. They were even like, okay, so you're sure that that's the story you want to tell people. You want to tell people in the world that Shanann killed her kids. And he's like, yeah, yeah, that's what happened.
0: Yeah, because she's not there to defend herself.
1: Exactly. So then they ask, you know, well, where are the girls? And he tells them they're at the oil tank field that he went to to work at that morning. Shanann was buried in, like, a shallow grave nearby these two oil tanks. Mm -hmm. And the girls, he put the girls inside of the oil tanks. He fit them through an eight-inch hole, which is not that big, and put them in these oil tanks. I... How do you, I just can't wrap my mind around that at all. It's so fucked
0: up. So fucked up. So, if she did kill the children, mm-hmm. and he killed her, why wouldn't he fucking call the police?
1: Yeah, exactly. So, anywho, he was obviously arrested, and the police went and covered the remains of the three girls... So, I want to talk about the mistress a little bit more. Nikki. <sighs> her name was also Nicole, but we're I, he called her Nikki, so I'm going to call her Nikki. Mm-hmm. Um, they were co workers at the oil company, and they had started dating back in June. So, the murder happened in mid August. So, what, two months? Two months? Two and a half. Yeah, very fresh relationship, if you want to call it that. And she claimed that Chris told her that he was in the process of getting a divorce. They were pretty much already divorced. Which was a lie. Yeah, and that he was just waiting on paperwork. When Shanann was off on her six-week vacation, guess where Chris was? He was with Nikki the whole oh, time.
0: That's probably why he was too busy to answer her phone calls and text messages.
1: Exactly. Because while Shannon was out on vacation, him and Nikki were just having a good old time. Nikki claims that she didn't know Chris wasn't in the middle of a divorce. She claims that she only found out that Shanann was pregnant after she went missing. And she saw it on the news that she was pregnant. And when she asked Chris about it, Chris told Nikki, Oh, I didn't know she was pregnant. It must not have been mine.
0: <laughs> oh, my
1: God. So I thought that was pretty effed up. Um, another thing when they looked into her... She was Googling a lot, like, a lot about how to get rid of text messages. Like, why are you trying to get rid of your text messages? Like, to me, that was suspicious. And they just found out that she was constantly deleting her browsing history and Googling, like, just suspicious stuff. So she was never charged with anything And a lot of people are still on the fence about her involvement. They don't know if she knew more than what she was saying or if she was just a victim to Chris's lies, too. You know what I mean? Yeah. And the most crazy thing is, is the friend that she did confide into about the relationship between Chris and her, she text messaged the friend the day before the murder and said that, She didn't like the fact that Chris already had kids. She said that she always felt like she would come second to the kids. So, and then the next day, they were murdered. But she claims that she never told Chris that. She claims she just told her friend that she didn't like that he had kids. So, who knows? (laughs) That's fucked up. Yeah, that's fucked up. I feel like that's a normal thing to say, though. I don't know. Like, when, if you're dating someone and they have kids, like, would you like that they had kids or not? Like, well, but anyways, enough about the stupid girlfriend that I'm not, I'm still on the fence about her. I'm still on the fence about her. But anyways, so Chris was charged for the murders of his two daughters his wife, and his unborn son. The families got to speak to Chris in court, and, um, I thought it was really crazy that Shanann's parents got up and forgave him openly. They're like, Chris, we don't understand what you did or why you did it, but we love you and we forgive you. And I was like, wow. (laughs) Like, I wasn't expecting to hear that. Like, that's kind of crazy. And when it was Chris's turn, they are like, Chris, do you want to say anything? He was like, no. I don't want to say anything. Fucking
0: asshole.
1: The judge said it was the most inhumane crime he had ever came across in his whole career, which I think we can all agree to that. So once Chris is in jail and he's locked away for life, but no death penalty. Um, They interviewed him and he kind of more openly talked about that day and what happened. And he said that his relationship with Shanann was good. He said he was happy with Shanann and he never thought their relationship was bad. And he said, until I met Nikki. And then he's like, when I met Nikki, something inside of me changed and he said he lost control. And when he was murdering everyone, he felt nothing and he wasn't thinking. I thought that was kind of weird. If I think they were married for like seven or eight years, like how can you go that long thinking your relationship is great? And then and then all of a sudden it's not
0: because you meet someone new. Why didn't he just get divorced? Why didn't he just get divorced instead of murdering
1: his entire family? Shit. Amen. Um, He said he actually sh- strangled Shannon at the house um, and she didn't struggle and most people believe that he did it while she was sleeping because they took pictures of his body you know, pretty much right after she went missing, and he had not a single scratch on him. And they said if Shannon was awake and able to, she would have fought for her life. Like, so they thought it was really strange that there were no marks on him. So then they were like, well, she must have been sleeping. Or she was face down and unable to protect herself or fight him off. Um... He said after he strangled her, he wrapped her in a sheet, and then that's when he got his truck and backed it up, and he put her in the truck, and then he got his daughters and put them in the truck, and he drove the 45 minutes to the oil tank field where you know he had been working and he said that the kids were you know asking like what's wrong with mommy like what's wrong with mommy and I don't know what he told them but when he got to the oil field he said that he smothered Cece with a blanket first while Bella watched Oh, my gosh. And then took Cece and put her in the tank while Bella watched. And then he came down from the tank and went to do the same thing to Bella. And Bella just was like, are you going to do that to me? Daddy, no. And then he did it anyways. Like, yeah, it's just mind blowing. So once he... uh suffocated bella he put her in the tank as well and then he buried Shanann in the shallow grave not too far from the tanks after he did this he called the school that the kids went to and said and that they would not them yeah he unenrolled the children and told them that they wouldn't be attending school he also called a realtor to sell his house And then he called and texted his girlfriend, Nikki, and they were talking about their future together. What future? (laughs) Like, how disconnected? That kind of makes me feel like...
0: He's just so smart, he'd never get caught. Like, oh, well, after I murder my family, like, we'll just go get a bagel and go to the mall. Pick out a
1: wedding dress for you. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know how he honestly thought there was going to be any future for him after he just killed four people and he was just obviously completely disconnected from reality because that's not happening. Like, your future is in a jail cell for the rest of your life. Oh, at the end of this documentary, they threw out some interesting facts And I watched, I think, a Dr. Phil show about this, too. And he also had some interesting facts. And I wanted to put them all together and share them with you. Share your facts, girl. We love to learn. Strange fact. Three women are killed by their current or ex-partner every single day. That's crazy. And they also said that parents that murder their children are often the males so it's more common for the men to murder their children than it is for the women to murder their children
0: you know i wouldn't have guessed that because i feel like they showcase more when women kill their children So, it kind of seems like women kill their children more than men. Um,
1: They also said that the, like, if someone is murdering their family, it's a premeditated thing. Like, it's usually not a spur-of-the-moment thing. It's usually premeditated. And then they also said that the men that often commit these murders are almost always like majority white males in their 30s and they said it's almost always in the month of august right before school starts and it's august now y'all so be on the lookout Um, yeah that's super weird yeah we're in the danger zone right now what are we going to take away from this story?
0: If you go out of town and your husband is cheating on you and you find out, just go ahead and leave. Fuck trying anymore. Just leave. Because he might kill you.
1: Especially if it's August. Jeanette, do you have a cute little jingle? (laughs) It's don't kill your wife. You'll go to jail for life. Excuse me, my burp. Like,
0: comment, subscribe, share, um, tell your friends about us, tell your boss about us, tell your cat about us. Meow. Follow along because every week on Monday we push out new episodes of meals and murder. Okay, I love you, bye.
1: Okay, I love you, bye.